Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. This is The View from Vitaly, brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor. Here to take you behind the curtain here. Matthew Rocchio, when he called Jay Delsing this morning, made a mistake and called Joe Vitale first. Brooke, Dan, Randy, and uh, Joe, I bet you were surprised when the phone rang this morning at 7.30, weren't you? Hey, you know, a little surprise. I was kind of doing, man, did I did I miss daylight savings time? What's <laughs> happening right now? Um, uh, luckily for Matthew, uh, I always enjoy his sparky intros to my Friday mornings, and, and the other good news for him is that with five young kids, I've been up for two hours anyway, so we're good to go. This is good to hear. And I, I also need to know, this must have been, and for those that aren't aware, uh, Joey runs with some buddies every Friday morning. This must have been ideal running weather for you this morning. This this is as ideal, I think, as it gets. I mean, I mean, truly. I mean, no hat, no pants. I got to let the gams out no now pan- in oh, there, Okay, there we go. Well, I, like well I shouldn't say no. I mean, there's not. There's something there. I mean, there's just not pants. Oh, okay. I mean, okay. Really, gotcha. I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to say is I wear shorts. I, I got to get a little sun on the old gammers. You know what I mean? <laughs> got to get ready for beach. Got, get, got the beach coming this summer. Okay, I I, I understand. <laughs> Just don't wear the uh, baseball uniforms because those seem to show more than you'd like. You know what? Yeah, baseball uniforms are not ideal for for hockey players in general. Uh, the, the, the pants has is, is, is been an issue for a long time. Luckily, I found a great brand. Uh, Crosby actually led me on to them. A pair of jeans. The only the only brand that he he's ever been able to use because. You go to a tailor or you go to a to a Nordstrom's. I mean, there, there are guys that look at you like I, I just have no idea what to do with what's going on down below your waistline. I just there's just there's so much tailoring involved. It, I, I I bought a pair of pants once. The tailoring was actually going to cost more than the actual pair of pants. That's how much work needed to be done on it. And uh, so yeah, one of the uh, as Jamal Mayers, uh, who I coach with, uh, once said, uh, you know, hockey legs, good for hockey, bad for life. You know, I think that's the, the, the true, that's true on a T-shirt. It's the truest statement. I remember when uh, I started dating my wife in, in, at Northeastern in college, and she didn't tell me this until, like, months down the road, but she's like, I really had a rough time getting past this, like, lower section of you. Like, I've never seen anything quite like it. <laughs> Before and I wish it was she was talking about something else. Unfortunately, she wasn't. But it was more of a, the the muscle, the muscle structure yeah. in the uh, in the lower body. It, it is something where when you skate for a living, uh, you can't help but prevent to uh, to have these these quads in the the rear end kind of getting gores at times. Okay, I got a couple of things. Number one. <laughs> Uh, when did, did, did this time did, to move you, on to hockey did, after that, well, Randy? <laughs> a couple of things. Yeah. At what point in your life did you notice that your lower half was changing? The, your legs and, and your, your butt. And, you, know, you were just becoming, uh, you were having a, a hockey lower torso. Were you like a, a teenager? When did you realize that this was happening to you? I'm glad that you you you, uh, you clarified that. I hate for someone just to be tuning in right when you asked the original question there. Um, <laughs> I, I would say it was probably it was probably high school college. You know, uh, I, I spent summers up in Minnesota. 
uh, basically just to get away uh, from St. Louis. My dad, uh, of course, uh, he ran a concrete company here, and he made us work in uh, poor concrete all summer long. So I tried to get, find an escape, and at that time there was one hockey school in the whole country, really, Minnesota hockey camp. So I would go up there. Uh, but to be honest, I think that the, I think that not only hockey, but you know, shoveling concrete uh, certainly uh, is an incredible workout, and it certainly uh, helped me, I think, with hockey, uh, not only from a physical standpoint, uh, but definitely from, um, I would say, just a mental grind standpoint. You know, I, I still look back on uh, how I was very fortunate. I got I got very lucky in a lot of different areas of life to, to get to where I was, and I had great people around me. But, you know, parents a lot of times ask me, you know, at, at the hockey rinks and, you know, Hey, how many, how many shots did you take as a kid? And what, what were you doing in the summers? I mean, to make it to this level, I mean, you must've been just dialed in. And I, I just tell them, guys, listen, I, I, I poured concrete every summer from when I was like 10 years old, all the way till I was 16. And I decided I just want to get out of here and not do this anymore. I was so tired of pouring concrete and like, hold on a minute. You're telling me you poured, con- what did you do in the summers? Like, I didn't touch a puck. I didn't touch my hockey stick till August. And when school was out, my dad usually gave us a week off, me and my brothers. And then he had us pouring concrete in the field. And uh, you want to talk about uh, a grind and just trying to trying to get through the summer and, and working those long hours and being around those people. And, and the other great thing that concrete, you know, tells you and, and it teaches you very quickly in life and, and anyone in construction can appreciate this, but concrete is a time sensitive material when it, when you mix water with it and it gets laid down, I mean, you're on the clock and you got to get moving. So it certainly taught me a lot of urgency. You have to have urgency with concrete. And, of course, uh, when the sport of hockey or in any sport, for that matter, you have to have some form of urgency. So it taught me a lot as well. So I like to think it was, uh, it was hockey, Randy, but also uh, shoveling concrete all summer long is definitely one of the workouts that, that will definitely help with uh, any kind of muscle structure you need for any kind of sport. Okay, one other quick one, and I know these two want to talk hockey. But, and this is kind of hockey. <laughs> you get traded to Arizona to end your career. When you walked in and you had to don that Coyotes jersey for the first time, did you say, what the hell am I putting on here? That, that logo and that jersey and the brown, I just can't abide it. So what did you think when you walked in and you said, I, I'm going to wear this? Did, is that I the would- way you said it? I was actually okay with it. You know, I actually liked those jerseys. You know, it was funny when, when I was a free agent that summer, uh, back in 14, uh, there, was a, there was a few teams, and it was funny. I, I had so many battles in the Eastern Conference with a couple of the teams interested. It was actually part of the decision where I just, oh, I don't think I could ever be on that team. I mean, the New York Rangers was the, the other team that, you know, uh, the contract and the term was relatively the same. But I just remember the, the playoff battles the year before we had just lost in uh, – uh, Marty St. Louis, I don't know if you remember that series, but his mom passed away in the middle of the series when the, us, the Penguins, we were up 3-1 to one in that series. And then the Rangers came storming back and won three straight and, of course, went to the cup final that year. So we had so many just battles like that. When the Rangers were calling me that summer, I was like, oh, man, I can't wear that jersey. I can't be a part of that organization. I'll never be able to look myself in the mirror ever again. Uh, so, I, you know, I thought Scottsdale was certainly – uh, on the Western Conference, I only saw them, you know, briefly. I felt like it was a good town to be a part of, and and obviously uh, the jerseys, I kind of, I kind of liked it. And of course, Don Malone, uh, Don Maloney was the GM there at the time, and he was a huge fan, like Lou Lamarillo, who we saw last night. Uh, he was a big fan of low numbers. He didn't allow a lot of players to have low numbers. So I went from 46 in Pittsburgh, and then uh, I ended up adopting 14, which was actually my wife's college number. So she, I got her blessing. I was 14 in Coyote Red. We were going to see some sun. So, uh, truthfully, Randy, of all the jerseys I, I, I could have gone to, it was, it was a pretty easy transition for me. 
Okay, Joey, now we can get into last night game be, game because what a game it was for the Blues. There's a lot of guys that you could point to as being the best player on the ice. You could go with Jordan Bennington because he had the shutout. You could go with Buchnevich with a hat trick, Robert Thomas with three helpers, or maybe even Jordan Cairo. Who, in your opinion, was the best player on the ice last night? You know what's funny, Brooke? I, I actually think the best player was a player that wasn't even a star. And you just mentioned him, Jordan Cairo. You know, you got, of course, uh, Jordan Bennington gets a shutout, number one star. He was terrific. 38 saves, big saves, too. Uh, you look at the way the power play was being run by the Islanders in the first period, uh, multiple backdoor options that they did not connect on. You know, you look at Anders Lee to start the second period. The Islanders were coming out hot in the second. He gets a breakaway, stopped. Barzell, breakaway, stopped. I mean, this is all at a 0-0 game. So you can make the argument that Bennington was the best player on the ice. But I think that uh, with him being so good lately, it's kind of not what we're expecting. And I hate to say it that way because he was just that good. Uh, but that was your number one star. Pavel Buchnevich now with the empty netter, he gets the hat trick. That's certainly a reason to think that this is the best player on the ice. And the guy that with all the helpers and Robert Thomas. But I think that the guy that really drove the entire night was Jordan Cairo. You look at Buchnevich's first two goals. They were set up directly because of the effort in the forechecking urgency of Jordan Cairo. I mean, especially the one right after the Brandon Saad power play goal to put the Blues up one nothing. They go right to the faceoff dot. They lose the faceoff. The Islanders are retreating their own end. And you just need number 25. He just puts on a burn and goes as fast as he can, strips the puck from Polak, and then, of course, it's two passes in the back of the net right away. And then the same thing happens in the D zone. The way he jumps off the faceoff, he gets going. He, he creates that urgency to pump it up the ice. And then he makes an incredible C-cut move right to the middle of the ice after Robert Thomas gives it to him before he lays it off to Buchnevich. So, you know, you look at all the stars in the game. Uh, he didn't get the recognition. He did get a couple apples, again, or assists last night. But to me, uh, without number 25 and him driving the ship like he did, uh, maybe the Blues don't walk away with two points last night. And that's the, that's the growing curve continuing for Jordan Cairo. This is what at times it could be frustrating when you don't see that style of the game from him as consistently as you like, and now you're not going to do it for 82, but can they figure out a way to get him doing that and playing that way four games out of six or five games out of eight? I mean, that, that to me is where this kid has to get to on a more consistent basis because when he is there, like he was last night, I mean, it's electric and he can turn the game over. Joey, eight games out of nine on the road here. What, what realistically do you want to come out of this nine-game stretch with? I mean, listen, this is going to be a really tough stretch. You know, you got the Detroit Red Wings who won a big game versus the Colorado Avalanche last night in overtime. Uh, you're going on a Winnipeg-Edmonton back-to-back with travel in Canada next week. That's going to be maybe the toughest back-to-back with travel the Blues have faced all year long before you end up coming home for one against the Minnesota Wild, who are hot, and then they go up to the Eastern Conference, the Philly, the Boston, the New York Rangers. Yeah, I mean, it, it just gets really, really tough heading into this trade deadline. I think this is going to be – Clearly the most important stretch for them. You look at these next nine games. Can they figure out a way, you know, possibly to go six and three? Can they put themselves in a wonderful spot? Can they put themselves in a position where maybe you add a piece or two at the deadline to make you a little bit better, you know, to get into the playoffs and maybe grab a first or a second round? One thing is unmistakable. I think you've talked to a lot of scouts, and I've talked to a lot of them around the league over the last two weeks especially, the thing about the Blues that really stand out about different teams, and you look at all the teams that are on that fringe, even the teams that are in a good playoff spot, what makes them different is that they have just the most exceptional goaltending, I think, in the National Hockey League right now. Not only with Bennington, but with Joel Hofer. And they're sharing the load. 
which is incredible. So I think they do have a gift. I think they have to use that gift. That is the foundation of a good hockey team is making sure you're getting that save. They are getting that save. They're playing terrific right now. So if they can continue to play pretty well defensively, be fortunate and be opportunistic on power play, start getting chips in on the next nine games, and maybe walk away out of here, you know, six and three. Is it crazy to think you could be seven and two? But even if you're even if you're, you know, five, you know, three and one or something like that, if you're still putting points together in a productive way, because uh, you've already made up a lot of ground around that all star break with piling up those wins like you did. I think you're going to definitely give yourself a great opportunity around the deadline to potentially add a piece or two and then make a nice little run at this thing. Joey V, you're the best. Thanks so much for the time. Enjoy your trip to Detroit. By the way, 10 a.m. St. Louis time pregame tomorrow and 11 o'clock faceoff. Have fun in Detroit, and we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, you three. You guys have a wonderful weekend. See you later. Joe Vitale with us on 101 ESPN.